Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday. We begin in Alabama, and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. We're in the state of New Mexico, and we're in Albuquerque. Our guest today, the Mint Green Elephants, my favorite flavor of elephant. We'll be back to talk with Mint Green Elephants. But first, I have a custom-made, handmade acoustic guitar I've named Margaret. With the tonal quality of some of the name-brand high-end guitars, this baby fits my hand perfectly with that mahogany neck. It glides easily when I play. What I love most about it is that low-end sustain. I think it's still ringing for the first open E chord that I ever played when I first got her. She was built for me, my specs, by Joe Mendel of Joe Mendel's Frets, a maple bridge and fretboard with a veneer zircote headstock. I think the spruce body, though, is what really gives it that resonance, that sustain. Just a beautiful looking and a beautiful sounding guitar and custom made for me from Joe Mendel's Frets. JoeMendelsFrets.com. We're with the mint green elephants. How y'all doing? So, um, Holly Vlasic, right? Holly Vlasic, why Vlasic. don't you introduce... Vlasic. Vlasic. Oh, Vlasic is the yeah. pickle, right? Vlasic the pickle. But <laughs> sorry, in high sorry. school, me and my sister were called the pickle sisters. No kidding. How funny. It's so much like Vlasic, so... Yeah. So, uh, this is your band, I guess, so introduce... Or, I mean, it's everybody's band, but you're you're the contact person, so you get to introduce everybody, okay? Sounds good. Um, well, should I introduce myself? I'm Holly. <laughs> okay. And I am the lead singer and rhythm guitarist. And songwriter. And right? the songwriter, pretty much. Um, and I've wanted a band forever. I do call it my band, but it's definitely, we. I think I'll call it my band when we're talking to people. <laughs> <laughs> I am Spencer DeLahunt, and I am the lead guitarist of Mint Green Elephants, and I do quite a bit of like composition and writing musically for a lot of the songs walter uh yeah my name is walter vega and i play uh bass uh in this band and i also do uh sound engineering hi i'm matt lovato uh, i play the drums in the band and uh that's pretty much it, <laughs> is it not, well, you play drums and all percussion or just drums just the drums okay do you use yeah. other percussions like uh you know um Baracus not or... really i mean no <laughs> but the reason I'm asking, I, I had just heard the story about uh, uh, the song "Sweet Emotion" by Aerosmith. They had a when they were recording it, they had a box of little things like maracas and shakers and whatnot, and they didn't have the maracas that he wanted. So Steven Tyler took a, a salt packet, held it up to the microphone, told the engineer, "He said, crank this up," and he's going with a salt packet. So if you listen to the song Sweet Emotion, it's Steven Tyler on the salt packet. Isn't that cool? (laughs) You can play the salt packet. I can try to play the salt packet. There we go. So so tell me about the name. I've been dying to hear this. The joke has been, you know, mint green elephants, my favorite flavor of elephant. But how did you come up with a name like that? What's the the significance of that? It's kind of lame. It's honestly just my favorite color and favorite animal. (laughs) And I like long band names. I thought there'd be a lot of fun stuff to do with like imagery with a name like yeah. that. And everybody loves elephants. Sure. And who so, doesn't like mint green? And yet I'm looking at well you all, received. 
I'm looking at you all wearing black t-shirts. I don't see any mint green. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it was just kind of something that stuck. Like we were discussing a lot of different band names and we all, we all just liked that one when she came up with it. So um, were you all there together originally on the original concept of mint green elephants or, or Holly, you said you always wanted to have a band. Were you and Spencer corroborating already or was it you and uh, Walter or you and Matt? Me and Matt have been doing this the longest. We met a, like a year and a half ago when I moved to Albuquerque from Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh-huh. And we met through our kids. He came to my son's birthday party and he was like, oh, I play drums. And I'm like, let's start a band. And <laughs> we had some like, we had another guy involved, but that didn't work out. And then we went to open mic to play me and Matt. And that's where we ended up meeting Spencer. And they didn't even have open mic that night. So we're like, let's go find somewhere to play. And this pizza place ended up letting us like play on their patio kind of thing no kidding that's cool (laughs) yeah and then i met walter when i first moved here we both worked on a film together and i was like do you want to be in a band with me or do you want to play with me you want to jam with me and he's like no i think we listen to different music (laughs) i was like all right fine but then he came over to my halloween party in october and i asked him again and he said yes so I'm glad he changed his mind. <laughs> so Walter, were you right? Do you play? Do you like different musics? Uh, yeah, it's a, I have a pretty wide palette. Of, um, I find a, a lot, good chunk of genres. I can't relate with a lot of people. It's usually like only one of them because uh, yeah. it can be anywhere from death metal to electronic dance music and kind of everything in between in terms of like rock and roll and pop and hollywood what's different sounds like if he can play everything why wouldn't you guys jazz? right i think it's just because he was in a metal band at the oh, time. okay or still is yeah. you're still in your metal band yeah still in the metal band i think i was just a little a little bit busier it was a hectic time so how would you classify? Now. I'm glad it worked out. How would you classify mint green elephants? And you're, you're not metal. You're not. I'll, you're I kidding. say indie rock. Spencer argues with me that nobody knows what that is, and it's alternative. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just feel it brings like a more specific picture to mind. I guess. When you say what is, yeah, what what is indie rock? Wow. Like, I know what indie rock is. She <laughs> knows what indie. See, rock I think is. it's indie rock. I think it's defined like, by the individual, isn't it? Well, it's a genre of music and it's like, I don't know where I first started listening to indie rock because I got really into like emo in like the early 2000s. And so it's like not emo music. It's not screamo, but it's more in that alternative subculture of music. Yeah. So kids that listen to Taking Back Sunday would probably listen, then that's like emo, would probably listen to Rilo Kylie, which would be an indie band. Or Bright Eyes, for instance, one of my favorite bands, kind of falls in both categories. Does that work that's for everybody I now? Did, so, uh, Matt, do you think of yourself yeah, as Yeah, I mean, band? I'm awful at um, determining genres, but I don't know. I feel like the indie rock thing is a good one just because it's like so broad, you know? Mm-hmm. It, it kind of is at the top of the umbrella, and then you can kind of classify all those other little nuances or whatever but i i just call it indie rock but i i come from you know metal and classic rock and stuff like that and that was another kind of draw to playing the drums um with these guys because the stuff i had done before was more like kind of classic rock you know mm-hmm. little teetering on the metal stuff so this was definitely a big j- change for me but I felt that it was like something that I needed to kind of help build my chops if I'm going to, you know, yeah, try yeah. to be a drummer. And then when we started playing, I just fell in love with it because it's it's so cool. The creation, the, the creative process, 
um, all this stuff that's new to me, I just kind of tagged along to the right group of people that kind of let me explore this side that maybe I didn't know I had. I ask a lot of bands this question. I love asking it because I always get such fun answers. What's the creative process work like? Who begins it usually? Or does it vary? I'd say at least when I'm just in the practice room, me and this guy will, um, me and Spencer, that is, would uh, just kind of play, start playing some jamming out, basically. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's a, there's been a lot of our songs that were kind of um, jam based. And I've, I've done a lot of like blues bands and stuff like that over the years. So I really come from a place of like, I don't know just kind of jamming out with people. So when, you know, when there's, there's moments in the, in a practice session or whatever, I'll just start going on a riff. And a lot of those little riffs have turned into songs. A lot of them haven't, but mm-hmm. yeah, we like to kind of play around in certain stuff when we find that it works. So the- it's, it's usually when it inspires her actually. And she's like, Oh, okay. And some I lyrics come into the mix that. and <laughs> then it's like, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we've also like just brought like a, bring some to the table like here's my real simple acoustic version of this song and then spencer like takes off with it and you know everyone adds their part there's cool. something directly different... stuff yeah like that you brought to the table stuff that i'm like hey i wrote this guitar piece do you think we could do something with this and even yeah. like vampire was i mean she had completely done before i was even a part of the band yeah we actually did vampire at that yeah that was actually the first time i ever saw her yeah um um holly and matt doing vampire wow how fun i almost feel like that should be the first song we play but we're going to play that later because the first song we're going to play is a controversial title and I want you guys to discuss the controversy and the title of the song, because I'm not going to name it. Tea Party or Elephant Tea Party. And then it was Tea Party. Now we're saying Tea Party for Elephants. Yes. Or did I switch in? Well, well, I think you switched. Well, now we're trying to decide. I, I thought it was Elephant Tea Party first. And that was always the name that I personally liked. And we just say Tea Party for short, you know. The tea Party. But like all of our songs are kind of named one word, like Vampire, Messiah, Stage Door. That's two words, but you know what I mean? Tea party. So I don't know, because then we were talking about, okay, the song could be tea party, and then the album is elephant tea party or tea party uh, for I elephants. I do remember that discussion. Yeah. That's fun. So, so do elephants <laughs> do elephants typically have tea parties, or is this one that you want to throw a tea party and just invite elephants? Explain that to me. So I guess, I guess I'll go a little more into the band name. The concept of the elephant for me kind of was like this idea of like, the elephant in the room, obviously, and we kind of all come and originally think about me and Matt because we're like single parents, but like we come with our stuff and there's like elephants in the room as we're with us, right? Like mm-hmm. we have all baggage and right, I don't right. know if we're supposed to swear, sorry. Um, anyway, so tea party for elephants, like, I don't know, the idea for me is that it's like, even though the tea party is set for you, it's set for me. Here we are. There's all this other, all these other elephants in the room. <laughs> what's the what, what's the lyric that brings that all together? Brings that concept of tea party for elephants? Or is there a phrase or a, a lyric or a chorus or something or what? Yeah, pretty much the <laughs> chorus that's like you're not invited. <laughs> so what what are the lyrics? What what's the lyrics of the chorus? Tell me. But here we are, kind of. What's and the circus is. Or the elephants are on parade and you're not invited. Wow. What what is it? No the circus is coming to town and you're not invited. And then the elephants are on parade and you're not invited. 
I don't know, just, I guess the song's more about, it's like a, I don't know, more of a breakup song. So it's about like, you know, uninviting the elephants to the tea party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the person, the person goes with them, obviously. <laughs> well, how about, why don't we do this? Let's give the song a listen, and then we'll have the audience decide for themselves what they think the song is really about for them. Maybe that's it. Maybe the maybe it's got multiple meetings from multiple people on multiple levels. And I love that when that that's happens. Cool. So I'm about it. Well, let's give it a shot. This is Mint Green Elephants. And depending on your take, but we're going to go with Elephant Tea Party.
for Elephants, or Elephant Tea Party, if you will. We're with the Mint Green Elephants from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Now, we'll be back with them in a minute. But first, you know, we've all done this. We've you, know, you set up your amp. You get that perfect tone. You've been looking for it all day. And then the club owner comes up and says, well, you're going to have to turn it down. It's a little too loud or something like that, you know. And you got you to change everything that you worked on all day long that, to get that perfect tone, you know, that, that, that sound, that feel, that everything that you wanted. And you got to change it all right there on the spot because it's too loud for the for the bar, the venue, or whatever. Well, introducing the Lexi from Landry Amps. It's a quality boutique amp, has 100 watts with a vintage plexi circuit at its core. It has a rhythm crunch channel, a boosted lead channel, digital reverb, tube buffered effects loop, a depth control, and an awesome, awesome voice switch. So every channel has its own gain and master control, but they share the EQ. This Landry amp, has more gain than a plexi, everywhere from a whisper to concert-level volumes. And it's designed to be played at those quieter levels, so you don't lose that tone. You can turn it down and still have the, the tonal quality. You know what I mean? You, you, you know, it's like, like like that heavy martial tone that, uh, that used to require just tons and tons of volume to achieve. But you can get it now with less volume without tonal loss. Check it out at Landry Amps, the Lexi. Landry Amps has their own YouTube channel, Landry Amps, or check them out at LandryAmps.com. L-A-N-D-R-Y, Amps, all one word, LandryAmps.com. Okay, our guests, Mint Green Elephants from Albuquerque, New Mexico. So, uh, two single parents, Spencer and Walter, you're just the, you're the, you're the rock and rollers then, right? You know, you don't have the kids, you don't have those obligations. Does that yeah. cause, does that cause conflict with the mommies and the daddies that, of the band? <laughs> Not so well, much. I was I was kind of doing the single rock and roll lifestyle here, but then yeah. meeting this band has 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 changed that a little bit for me. I wrote <laughs> so yeah. Me, me and Holly started dating shortly. Well, I, I guess probably six months after the the creation of the band. Oh, okay. And uh, and how many, my kids. <laughs> you have you have one kid, right, Holly? I have two. Oh, two. Okay. Elvis and Oliver. Elvis and Oliver. So I guess that, that that leaves you, Walter. You're the you're the yeah, lone wolf, right? The more the most like free spirit, I guess. Here, yeah. <laughs> just having time to burn. It's kind of cool. That's that why you said... he's the audio engineer. That's right. why he's making the mix. <laughs> yeah, I can take it all. Got the time to do it. Yeah. Which and, was uh, very great. Matt, Thank your you. kids. Yeah, Thank I've you. got a I've got a daughter, um, same age as Elvis. Uh-huh. And uh, yes, yeah, that's you know, parenting is uh, definitely fun. You know, it's hard to juggle sometimes with the bands right. and rehearsals and now gigs and things like that. But uh, you know, trying to make it work and you know, keep the dream alive, baby. That's right. That's what it's all about. Holly, you said you moved from from Utah. What about you, gentlemen? Are are you all from Albuquerque? Are you born and bred, or what? So I uh, I uh, grew up in Albuquerque um, in uh, Las Lunas, which is a little town to the south. Um, I've moved around a little bit. I lived in um, Oklahoma for a while, Texas, and then Denver for a few years. Um, but find myself right back here in the land of entrapment. <laughs> I've been in Albuquerque. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I've been in Albuquerque my whole life. Um, that's pretty much just been here. And I'm not sure about Matt. 
Yeah, so I was uh, born in California, and then um, in the in the '80s became a transplant because of all the smog out there, you know, uh-huh. in Southern California. So I've been out here since '87, um, and uh, it's great. I love it. You know, no natural disasters. Got great food. Um, you know, it doesn't get too too cold, but you still get a little bit of snow every now and then. Okay. Um, and I love the dry heat. So I I told I promised my daughter. And my son-in-law, that every New Mexico guest will get this question: Have you been to Carson? Carson, and Carson, New Mexico, and a hush falls over the room. Carson <laughs> City is that because of like Breaking Bad or what? Car- no, Carson is. Uh, I think sixty people in the whole town. Oh, uh, okay. It's yeah, uh, g- going to town is going to Taos. Going to the city is going to Albuquerque. I think you so, gotcha. I think they're about forty. It was about forty-five minutes outside of Taos, but uh, they they lived in a van life. They lived the van life, you know, the where they slept in their van, and the world was their their world, you know. But yeah. they would, and then they found a place in 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 Carson, New Mexico, and just fell in love with it. Got like forty acres or something like that. Just a gorgeous, gorgeous spread of land, hmm. and uh, that's where they were living for a while. And then they had a baby, and then they decided they want uh, their their son to be around grandpa and grandma and so they moved out from the wilderness the desert and back to the city of st louis so where she was raised in the, but it's it's a fun little town there's nothing to do there except uh, go visit whoever you know that lives out there but it's beautiful <laughs> uh, absolutely beautiful we walked uh every day i was out there we walked you know two or three miles just to just look at everything and it's absolutely gorgeous out there and people that underestimate the beauty of a desert until you've seen it do you guys get a chance to go out and just enjoy what you have in your backyard? Yeah, one of the things that's just I think great about this state is that you really I think I think we have I want to say I don't know don't quote me on this but five of the seven world climates are located here so there's really a diverse kind of range of different like deciduous forests, mountain pine forests, high desert Mm-hmm. You know, kind of yeah. some like bosky styles we call the bosky, like the area around the river. Mm-hmm. And there's really like diverse wildlife and a lot of uh, like just open space land here in New Mexico. So there's a lot of opportunity to just kind of go out into the into the wilderness and kind of do whatever. I mean, there's like, you know, it's not just hiking trails. There's literally just stretches of space that you can just go. There's yeah. a decent bodies of water too something like that. yeah like off-roading that's something that i've i grew up doing a lot here is you know going jeeping and stuff like that and that's so cool kind of exploring this place it's a really a, a fun place to explore there's not the same kind of opportunities for exploration i would say in other states that i've lived well You're kind I of kind of... to where they want you to go <laughs> Yeah, and a lot of that stuff is like accessible within like a like an hour or two, you know, of Albuquerque. So. Right. Well, yeah, there if there were she had health issues with with uh, the baby coming, and she wanted to have the baby at home, and Albuquerque was I think two and a half hours away or something like that. It was like an hour and a half to Taos, another hour, something like that. Does that sound right? Hour and a half to Taos, hour and a half to Albuquerque from there. Yeah. 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 Uh, I did ride your train, which was fun. I thought that was fun taking the train up to the airport from uh, from Taos, I guess, right? That's I haven't of... ridden the train yet. I really want to. Well, I just yeah. want to do it for fun. Well, take uh, take your boys. Take the kids. Yes. That'd be fun. So, is that, uh, is that the Cumbres and Toltec? Is that the one? I don't remember what it was called. It was fast. It was like a bullet train. 
What yeah. the, isn't it like the Road Runner or something? Rail Runner, I think so, that was it. There, there's there's like an old like bullet trainer that they're building. Or is oh. that, are we on something different? Uh, I thought you were talking about um, like an old like steam locomotive. No, no, this was like, a, like I said, it was like a bullet train. We're okay, like, yeah, then that's the Rail Runner. Yeah, yeah. They have a they have like a steam locomotive up north that you can take through all these like oh the one in drama yeah where they yeah they did like the Indiana Jones movie on it when he's a kid or oh whatever. okay yeah 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 because my my grandparents live up there in Chama so I used to go ride that train all the time when I was a kid. I want to go ride that train <laughs> so we, have... should we should go visit my grandparents yes I'm so tell us about aliens in New Mexico have you seen any or. I have not. Um, I mean, you know, I'm not going to say I'm not a believer, but I haven't seen anything. I've been to Roswell several times, yeah. and uh, and how far see a lot of shooting stars and things like that. But uh... yeah. we are hoping to play the UFO festival, yeah. though. I did put yes. our band in for that in yeah. Roswell, and that would be really fun. <laughs> when when was that? Was that last year? No, that was several years ago. When there was a, supposed to be a big storm at the gate, everybody was going to charge the gate at Roswell or something. Roswell. Oh, you know what? No, that was um oh. area 51 area 51 that's right yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that never happened did it yeah it never panned out i yeah. you know, i guess people got cold feet worrying about you know getting shot because yeah. they will do that <laughs> I, I have a different theory i think they were enamored by the beauty of everything around them and they just forgot about it <laughs> <laughs> So, well, we talked about a couple other songs that we're going to uh, play here, but we never really talked about which one we're going to do next. So I'm going to leave it up to you guys. There's two other songs, one's called Messiah and one's called called Vampire, which to me is like diametrically opposed. One is a messiah and one is the living dead, you know? <laughs> so uh, uh, I think I think let's talk about Vampire. Let's do, because that came up earlier in the conversation anyway. And uh, uh, Spencer, you said you heard them play that at the at the first time you heard them play at the pizza place, right? Well, this this was actually at the open mic. So she before we actually met, she came to the one before that, and I oh, saw her okay. perform or her and Matt perform at that one. And yeah, and I was actually playing guitar on that, so we didn't you know lug around a drum kit or anything. Um, I, I try to play a little bit of guitar and yeah. that's what we did at that open mic that night when we did Vampire. Because me and Matt were determined to make this band work. Yeah, after, after <laughs> we're the... We're going to do whatever we need to play. Who cares? Yeah, after the first bassist um, was gone, you know, she, you know, tons of creativity and, you know, like I said, I was really excited about exploring all that because I, you know, I feel like Maybe the creativity is there. I just haven't tapped into it. So if I can kind it's of totally see how the process, you know, works, then, you know, maybe I'll yeah. get there one day. So, yeah, we did the guitar thing and, uh, you know, thought it would be fun to do the open mic. You know, I never, you know, performed with these bands or anything in front of every, anyone. So that was kind of fun to do. And so we did it. And then met old Spencer here. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, what I love about Spencer's guitar playing is like I could bring him it was like a pretty basic like I I don't even know power chords I just play like regular chords so it's like a pretty basic song mm -hmm. that he was able to run with and so it came out like really cool and then like Walter jumped in and threw the bass on there and Matt then switched to the drums instead of guitar and we all did our little piece so, Walter, I was going to ask you about that, because by the time you got that, this was an established song, basically, right? Mm -hmm. An established song without a bass line. So, 
do you do you listen to what the bass is or do you just come up with something on the moment do you give it some thought do you just go with what what's in your gut or how do you how do you add to a pre-existing song when you've not been I a do part of go I do go a lot with what's in my gut um I'll ask uh, I'll ask the guitar players what's kind of some of the lower notes that they're playing um, but it can also very much depend on what the vocals are doing too because there's definitely uh, more than a few songs that I'll follow Holly um so uh from my creative perspective i'll uh i don't follow any one um other instrument i might do i might follow the drums or the vocals or the rhythm and kind of find my own way okay uh, through the song. yeah but you get your spark usually from either like something in the in the melody or in the in the yeah in, in the the low end core at uh, the low end notes of the chords yeah yeah low notes of the chords possibly a little bit of what's going on with the emotion of the song so this is to you and Matt, you guys, because the bass and the and the drums, the rhythm section, you guys, when you lock in and something happens and it's that cool thing that happens, you know, when the bass and the drums, the bass mm-hmm. and the drums, you get that magic happen. What song do you feel that happens most often with you guys? For drums. Um it'd be it'd be I, one I, of those I things. can't think of anything specifically where, you know, the magic happens with like the bass. Um for me, you know. I'm still learning the whole process. So uh-huh. I'm gonna play along with what sounds good for me. Like as far as the writing process, it usually involves them creating something and then like, hey, we need, you know, something banged out on drums for this. And then they'll play through the song or a section, you know, like a verse or chorus. And then I'll usually play without volume and try to get like a little pattern going or something that sounds good. And then slowly add volume to that to not throw them off and you know, create yeah. something that way, you know, as far as my process. So the reason I'm asking is on in Vampire, it seemed like you guys had that kind of that synergy. It seemed like you had that going a little bit, the, the bass well, and the drums. The I think that's probably just something maybe that came organically unless, oh, how cool. he, unless he just, you know, heard something and, you know, maybe added to that. Uh-huh. We have another track uh, called Space uh, that I feel like I feel off the uh, energy of the drums uh, quite a bit, actually. Yeah. Another, another, which is one. on YouTube. If you want to listen to it, go to Mint Green Elephant's YouTube page. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Out, but it's out there. <laughs> By the way, it's another one word title, right? <laughs> yes. I'm all about the one word titles. I don't so, know. So, what's Vampire about? Vampire is so, so the chorus is because you're a vampire and I'm a ghost. You can't bite me, but I can take you home. And we'll both feel nothing, but at least we won't be alone. And so it could be like, you know, you dig a guy and he doesn't dig you back or two people that are really just emotionally unavailable. Or it could be like, you know, a lot of these songs for me are like F the system and don't listen to middle-aged white men. They don't know what they're talking about. And (laughs) like, it it could be more political and broader than that. No offense to middle-aged white men. Sorry. Hey, I'm past middle-aged. Fight the system. (laughs) Fight the man. And so it could definitely be more like. I I like that imagery though. You said that uh, we can both be together, but we we won't feel anything, but we, at least we won't be alone. Yes. I mean, it's, that's heavy. It's sad. It's sad, but it's so clear, you know? So maybe we should listen to that. What do you think guys? Should we give this a listen? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. This is mint green elephants. The song vampire.
podcast today. We'll be back and talking about another song in a moment, but uh, I want to talk about this first. You know, you meet, you fall in love, you commit to each other. I mean, that's the easy part. But somehow, after two years or so, things begin to get a little bit challenging. Emotions and flares seem to have waned. We disagree more, feeling disillusioned at times. This period of disappointment can last a long time, even years. This is usually when couples seek out a therapist or counselor, whatever, to help them learn better communication skills. Two Years After Forever, a relationship workbook is dedicated to help couples find that effective communication. This guidebook, sort of a a how-to book, teaches you some skills to learn about communication deficiencies that exist within your, your, your relationship. But better, it offers exercises to improve those skills and be better communicators, better partners. Two years after forever. It's not a self-help book. It's a workbook. You got to do the work. But if you do the work, you do these exercises together and apply the lessons learned, you will absolutely see a difference in all your relationships, particularly lasting into the, the future, the forever. Two years after forever, author, my brother, Mike Pollard, 30-year therapist, twoyearsafterforever.com, and available at Amazon today and forever. Mint Green Elephants are our guests from Albuquerque, New Mexico, a sort of indie indie rock unidentified on a unexplainable... <laughs> <laughs> you're really not in a you're not, not in a category. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you're not a punk band. You're not a metal band. You're not a, a classic rock band. So I think you know you're kind of an everything to everybody band, right? So alternative can work. <laughs> there we go. A lot of the music that we compare ourselves to or is played on radio stations that that say that they're the alternative rock and uh-huh. kind of stuff. So I feel like that's pretty appropriate. It seems like your alternative is almost a little darker but it's not emo you know it's almost a little heavy but it's not metal you know so you're like you're dark dark turnative how about that dark turnative what about noir alternative there we go even better love it love it who was that that's perfect man i loved it uh so what do you guys do when you're not playing do you have jobs outside of music or have you managed to make this a full-time gig? So I am a welder working working on making it a full-time gig still. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've been doing metal work since I was about 15 years old. I've gotten pretty good at it since then. I do, um, I'm a TIG welder. That's kind of my specialty. But I can, I don't know. If it can be melted, I can melt it together. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, do, I work in a custom shop right now, which is really fun. I get to work on a lot of like real artistic stuff. I think I was building a drum today. Wow. Like, a, like an old, I don't know, they're making like an old school, like rawhide drum, if you will. And I'm building a whole frame for it. So a lot of fun kind of creative outlet for me, as far as that's concerned. It's kind of my, my other creativity. Yeah. That's awesome, man. You're able to do that. You ever uh, do any polishing? I, that- I absolutely like, so mirror polishing is like my, my least favorite thing in the world to do. Uh-huh. Yes. I tell people like you will rue the day that you have to do some mirror polishing. <laughs> that's a joke because you have to use this stuff called brew on the wheels. And it's oh, like how funny. Compound. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, Walter, what do you do? Are you making, making it music? 
Uh, no, I don't typically make any any money doing anything that I do. Um, but I uh, so I have a, a bicycle shop that I run, um, and I do the occasional uh, work in the film and TV industry. Um, you know, other than that, uh, I do do some uh, mixing and mastering for the metal band that I'm in. Um, mm-hmm. I've done a little bit for other bands. Um, and, you know, other than that, just kind of lounging and playing video games otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What what, uh, what format? Uh, for for metal or what? No, video right? games. Video games, uh, important stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, PC gaming is what I kind of stick to. I'm okay. definitely a Nintendo nerd as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we... we years ago we uh we did a thing with xbox my all my siblings we were scattered around the united states and we, every sunday night we would go on and we'd play ghost recon advanced warfare raw it's like an old awesome. old game so right. me and my 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 daughter in new mexico my other daughter in new york my uh nephews in dallas and utah whatever you know we were all over the country and we'd go on sunday nights at seven o'clock and just go blast the heck out of each other you know <laughs> it was actually yeah, kind of a the family that kills together is still together. That's what I used to awesome. say. You know? <laughs> it sounds super fun. Uh, yeah. How about you, Matt? Uh, um, you're a yeah. dad. So that's... Yeah, I'm a dad. And, um, and then I'm like semi-retired at 42. So what that means to me is I, I run pizzas part-time delivery. Mm-hmm. So that's all I'm doing to make money. And uh, But I come from like retail management background and... Yeah. I spent a lot of years dedicating a lot of hours to work. And then I found the secret to success was part-time pizza delivery eight years ago. And I've been doing it ever since and a little secret profession, if you will. And when I'm not doing that, doing stuff with the kiddo, I still like to do the games. Matter of fact, I want to give a shout out to uh, rock band here. So this is kind of what got me back into music and, um, you know, kind of giving me a, more exposure to different kinds of music and not being yeah. so you know, fixated on specific genres. Right. And uh, I used to play drums in this. So I was like, Hey, I guess I can maybe try to play real drums. And you know, here we are now. How fun is it? You know, we, when it came out, you know, people that were playing guitar, thought, well, I can play guitar with rock band. I can play guitar. I'm like, well, no, it's not just pushing buttons. You know, you actually, <laughs> Well, this, I mean, the drums on Rock Band felt almost like a kind of one-to-one transition. Obviously, the guitar aspect is, you know, can't do that. But with the drums, it kind of, you know, gave me a little bit of a bass, and I had a lot of fun doing it. And like I said, it kind of opened up my musical, you know, tastes a little. So uh, shout out to Harmonics and Alex Riopolis for, you know, creating that stuff. There you go. How about you, Holly? You got two kids. I got two kids. I'm trying to finish grad school. Really? And I what's your undergrad in? in journalism, so freelance writing. Uh-huh. Do what I can to get by right now till where, I finish this freaking master's degree. <laughs> where, where can we where can we read some of your work? I well, I've done a lot of stuff in Utah. So if you and I'm the only Holly Vasic that's ever been. So if you just Google <laughs> my name, there's lots of stuff, lots of articles and different stuff out there. What medium do you like to write most? Like novels, poetry? Well, I bet journalism is what I've been like doing. So oh, okay. that's like easy for me. But <laughs> my master's is in folklore, which is like opened some interesting doors and in writing different stuff and learning more about storytelling. And 
I'm I'm a storyteller. That's just yeah. like who I am. So with this music and with my master's degree and with journalism, like I'm just all about telling a story. And even like the way we set up our set list tells a story and there's a big story of like everything we've written and then the individual stories of each song that all link. Yeah, I was to trying you. to tie elephants and vampires and the Messiah together and I just couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> but the next song we're going to hear is Messiah. Is it a salvation song or what is it? Oh, no. <laughs> You're not the prophet, not the Messiah. Twist me up and call me a liar. Do you need me on a funeral pyre? Just keep lighting me on fire. And this one for me also is, well, I'll be honest, like, it's really like about, I don't know. Oh, come my on. parents listen to this. It's really about my dad because he can be a total asshole, but what if they listen to this. <laughs> but there again, go, it's like standing up to the man, like you're not as good as you think you are. These politicians that like, think they're holier than thou and their opinion is right and nobody else can have an you know like i don't know so you're kind of a a 60s rebellious spirit in a 21st century woman does that sound right i would agree with that (laughs) yeah guys you're around her more than me what do you think yeah i would agree (laughs) (laughs) so uh let's let's focus on messiah and the analogy of that with contemporary (laughs) politics uh is there, is there something going on that you don't agree with in politics and this song really applies to? Or And this isn't a political forum, so I mean, we don't have to get into that. I just thought uh, you brought it up, so maybe we could look at that. So I'm not going to lie, as a journalist and like doing like the legislative sessions in Utah and all that stuff, it just like really wore me out on the news. Uh-huh. So I really don't listen to it, but where it kind of stemmed from was just the abortion rights that was going on and Rarely do I like make a political statement as a journalist. You don't really want to, but when it comes to that, I think I, we should have a right to our own bodies. I, I okay. think it, you could definitely draw some parallels there with uh, the way that religious people have uh, gathered around a certain individual <laughs> in the last uh, that's, last that's, few years. Here, that's safe. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's 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 all i'll say on that but uh, that's okay. yeah that's right that, that, that nope the, so okay this is an audio but we're doing a video so i'm watching these guys and it looked like it looked like walter was about to step in and say yeah but then it just kind of paused so <laughs> <laughs> did you have something you want to add to that walter uh it's just uh when i was when i was uh doing the mixing on the song and hearing the lyrics over and over again it very much felt like uh either someone was being either confronting someone or being confronted which made me really happy because the um the bass lines that i write did i wrote for that song um are on this very because i feel like that's kind of an uncomfortable can be an uncomfortable position to be in with somebody Mm -hmm. and my the some of the lines that I wrote are very off time and a little bit offbeat. They're not quite on the downbeat on that song. Uh-huh. That kind of helps give this this slightly off kilter feel. That's cool. That's cool. You pick that up and and make that happen. See, I think I think that happens so much in music, and we don't know how to sometimes not don't know how to articulate it. And the the phrase that gets used a lot is lightning in a bottle, you know. And sometimes it's like the jam sessions you and Spencer will have to sit around and jam for a little bit. Next thing you know, you've got a riff and you got a song that's coming out of that little thing. And uh, I'm building a studio at my my house in Missouri so that when my buds come over and we're sitting around and musicians come over or whatever, I just want to walk into the studio, hit power on, 
hit record and then play music for four hours. And then a day or two later, go back and listen and say, Hey, that was kind of cool. That was horrible. That was really cool. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's what I want to have happen. And it sounds like that's what happened with you and Messiah, you know, that you found, you know, you found where you wanted to be in that song and where to say what you needed to say through the bass. It's pretty neat. So, so let's give it a listen, shall we? All right, this is the Mint Green Elephants and their song, Messiah. You're not the prophet, not the Messiah. Twist me up and call me a liar. Do you need me on a funeral pyre? Just keep lighting me on fire. You make your way down dark corridors. Don't know the place you live anymore. Cut off your hair, button your shirt. Messiah, Mint Green Elephants, our guest today from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, Want to give everybody a chance to give a quick plug to somebody or something or a shout out or whatever before we say goodbye for the day. So we're going to do this. I think I've been doing how I'm seeing it on a screen here is Holly and then Spencer and then Walter and Matt. So let's go backwards. We'll go Matt, Walter, Spencer, Holly. Okay. 
So, Matt, anything you want to say? Um, no, I just hope you love our flavor. Thanks for having us on the show. Cool enough. Walter? Yeah, I appreciate the taking the time to do an interview. Uh, let us kind of get our thoughts out here. Um, not really any plugs I can think of at the moment. No. <laughs> Spence? Spencer, Spencer, do you get called Spence too much? Um, I don't really care either way okay. it works. But yeah, it's it's great that you uh, you're doing this and that you uh, you came across our music and I hope it hope it spreads out to a lot more people. Um, yeah, ch- check us out online. Yeah. Um, on social media. And Holly, that's your gig, right? Yes. Yeah, so find so us can- at Big Green Elephants on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and SoundCloud. And we're posting stuff all the time on YouTube and. Yeah, we'll have more music out, I'm sure. And if you check out our Instagram and Facebook, you'll see upcoming shows and different things that we're doing. So, Website in the offing at all? We do not have a website at this point in time, but we may by the time this airs, we should. Yeah, okay, because <laughs> so. that's a great place to put merch. And I'm, I don't know if you guys have, you know, have. We do that. have a merch shop and you can find it through our Instagram or through our Facebook. And it's mint green, mint green elephants on Facebook and on yeah. Instagram. I, I don't do Insta, so I, I mean I do, but I don't. So is it just same thing, mint green elephants? Yes, everything is mint green elephants. Everything. <laughs> my you should be I able to find that. My favorite flavor of elephant. At the time of this recording, their drummer Matt was with them, but they have now switched drummers. Matt had to leave for personal reasons. So they have a new drummer named Joe. So Joe is the new drummer now on the Mint Green Elephants. And that wraps up the Mint Green Elephants and the entire week here in New Mexico on the Music of America podcast. Join us next week. We head to New York. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.